Let's face it, friends. We live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You have keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You got fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. Got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight, camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient. It's safe. It's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y official.com forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy. E-U-F-Y. All right, Bulldog fans, our friends from Tecovis want to remind you that uh, it's festival season, it's concert season, it's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort, so no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tecovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to Tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Roberts, and as always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Roberts, and here on the Maroon Friday edition of The Yard, hope you are celebrating Maroon Friday, and isn't it great that we live in a country that we can celebrate Maroon Friday however we choose, which reminds me, uh, again, and, and I have, do, have done this more than once, but um, let me go ahead and offer a salute and a tip of the cap 
to our men and women of the armed forces that are serving in a foreign land right now, promoting our uh, way of life and promoting peace and uh, doing what's necessary and doing a job that most of us would want to do. Appreciate your sacrifice and to all of our military families that are, uh, are living life without their loved ones nearby. You guys are in our thoughts and prayers always as well. And uh, I'm reminded every time that I look at those analytical reports for the Boneyard and I see where you guys are. I mean, it's uh, it's incredible. I think the last report I saw was over 91 countries, 91 countries of Boneyard listeners. And, I, and, and not all those people are military, military folks. There are other people that are living outside of the economy of the United States. And so I'm very happy to be able to bring a little bit of home. It's a little, a little, little dose of home for those of you that are away from your families at this time. Good show coming up, I hope. A lot to talk about. Mississippi State's got a big weekend ahead. And, and what's interesting is uh, we kind of get a weekend off on the Mississippi State beat because the men play basketball at Columbia, Missouri. Uh, the women will travel to Oxford on Sunday, and the Diamond Dogs are out west, Long Beach, California. And so no home games for the big three spring sports right now. We'll also have uh, softball will be in action, doing very well for Coach Ricketts there. So a uh, big weekend coming up, a lot to cheer for, but not a lot to do in town. I, I, I plan to sleep late a little bit this weekend. I want to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company. Great people, great food, great prices, great atmosphere. People committed to your communities. Was there just this past week and uh, you know, had, had the opportunity to talk to the wait staff there. And you guys are doing a great job ordering and trying those Bulldog Burger Company nachos and the new Jubilee Brownie because uh, they tell me it's tough to keep it in stock. They're having to up the orders just because of the fact that it's become so wildly popular. You need to go buy, if you are a Bulldog Burger Company veteran, you haven't been maybe in a week or two, you need to get in there and ask about the new specials. There's some specials that are going on the menu soon, but they're already available so you can try them out. Go buy and do that. Listen, spring rolls are always winter, always winter. But you're going to be eager to have those Bulldog Burger Company nachos as an appetizer before you have your favorite restaurant-quality hamburger right there at Bulldog Burger Company. Bulldog Burger Company would now with two locations to serve you on University Drive here in Starkville and on Gloucester Street in Tupelo. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people in Starkville and now Tupelo go to meet. M-E-A-T. All right, so let's go get into this women's basketball game last night. Huge win for Mississippi State for a lot of reasons. Number one, it was senior day, which was I me mean, just Jordan Denberry day. And we forget sometimes that this was supposed to be a bit of a transition year for Mississippi State women's basketball. A lot of people said, well, you know, they'll, they'll take a step back this year. And maybe we have. But it hasn't been a big step back. It's been maybe a baby step back. And State still, in a transition year, ends up being the number two seed in the SEC Women's Tournament next weekend in Greenville, next week in Greenville, South Carolina. That's big. That could, if <laughs> We talk about going to national championship games and things like that. But, you know, the main thing that Big Schaefer has done is he has gotten Mississippi State off the roller coaster. And, and I give you know, him some credit. Dan Mullen did much of the same thing where he set a new, a, new, a new standard for the floor. And the floor being that even in a rebuilding year for football under Dan Mullen, we still made a bowl game. We still expected to beat Ole Miss. 
you know, years and years and years in Mississippi State Athletics, we would, you know, we'd work and work and work and work and work and get a senior-laden team and perhaps get to the postseason and make a decent run. And then once that season was over, we were right back in the basement again, kind of having to rebuild. And so we were always on this up and down roller coaster cycle. Big Schaefer's taking what Dan Mullen's done and taking it to a new level. That even in a transition year, we're a threat to go to the Sweet 16. And based on the matchups, you know, you never know how far you're going to go. And that's maybe one of the things that's kind of fun about this team is you know, the expectations may not have been as great as they have been. Because I know a couple of years ago, it was like, you know what, after we went to the National Championship game, we needed to go back and win it the next year. And if we didn't make the Final Four, the, the year was going to be viewed as a failure. I think this year is different. I think people, are, which made this team a little funner, I think because of the fact you looked at it and said, I just don't know what to expect. And it's been that kind of year, despite the fact that State has, has done really well, played really well. You never really know what to expect with this team. You know, you didn't expect to lose to Alabama last weekend. Then Alabama goes out and upsets Texas A&M right there in College Station. It's unpredictable. This is a great team. You know, and I think I expect it to be a really good team. But when we're playing and click, clicking on all cylinders, we can be a great team. We have not played our best basketball as of late, but I think last night might have been the best Mississippi State can play given the circumstances. Rakia Jackson battling back from strep throat. She'll be good to go. We, I, don't even, I don't know if I was a dignified player on Sunday. But be that as it may, Mississippi State had great contributions off the bench last night. Matharu was sparkling. Rakia Jackson played a little bit. So, so Mississippi State, again, in kind of in a transition year, 24-5 and five overall, 12-3 and three in the conference. And then a couple of those losses you look at overall and say, yeah, probably should have won those. So even in a transition year, you know, we're winning 25-26 regular season games. That's a pretty good number. There was a time we would have done anything for that. But the truth of the matter is, for many years, we didn't really care. And that's unfortunate. Who knew we were going to have such a great love for women's basketball? But we do. We love them. Absolutely love them. Reminder, if you're in the uh, Mississippi, northern Mississippi area, on Sunday, March the 1st, you can go by and see Mississippi State play at Ole Miss. It's a 140 tip. It'll be the SEC Network Plus. So you have to watch it on the app if you were uh, – not going to be there live. But, uh, again, a chance for Mississippi State to, to close out the regular season strong. As I mentioned earlier in the week, you know, Jordan Danbury be the – assuming Mississippi State wins on Sunday, and they certainly should. That's an awful Ole Miss team. Be the third consecutive senior class to go undefeated in their careers at Mississippi State. It's been a long time. Been a long time since we lost to Ole Miss. Been a long time since we lost to Arkansas. I tweeted out kind of a joking tweet last night that Mississippi State was ready to annex the entire state of Arkansas. Dominated them in football. Beat them here and there in men's basketball. Beat them in women's basketball. So we're having a really good academic year. Got the best baseball stadium in all of college baseball. And and and, I, and people said, well, Steve, you're just being a homer now. Well, I'm really not. And I think I've got more of an educated uh, opinion of the many when it comes to these baseball stadiums. Uh, Bomb Stadium is probably in the top five in the SEC. It is not. 
it is not the best stadium in the SEC. It, and, I, and I would beg to, to offer it's probably not even in the top three. And I don't say that to be critical because they're going to do an expansion and it's going to be really, really nice. And it is a fun place to go watch a ball game. But Mississippi State's Duty Noble Field is without question the best stadium in the SEC. Number two, probably South Carolina. And I think number three, you get to Alex Box. And I think they got to do something about those bleachers in the outfield. But I think those are the top three stadiums in the SEC. And then you can certainly make a case for Bomb Stadium. And listen, you know, University Stadium at Ole Miss, I mean, listen, I know people make a joke about that student section out there and how it's kind of removed from the field or whatever. It's a nice baseball stadium as well. And so, I, you know, I've got Bomb Stadium kind of in that second tier because I think it's State, South Carolina, and then OSU, and then kind of everybody else. You know, down at the bottom, of course, you got Vanderbilt, Mizzou. Yeah, Kentucky might even be better than Bomb Stadium. I know it doesn't have the atmosphere. That's one of the things that, you know, people get confused about. But we're talking about an actual facility. The amenities available to players, coaches, and all so there's, there's nothing. There's no comparison to Duty Noble Field. So when I see this Twitter conversation, I just kind of laugh. It's just you know, kind of the battle of the homers, and a lot of people that have never seen a ball game away from their home stadium. But be that as it may, Mississippi State dominating the Arkansas Razorbacks right now. I'm considering going to Walmart later, buying some Tyson chicken to maybe help the cause a little bit at Arkansas. Moment of silence for Black's Bacon. So let's look at last night. Uh, again, Mississippi State women exceptionally well. And this is Arkansas women's team is a very good team. Okay, it's not like, you know, last year you had an Arkansas team that was kind of up and down and they got hot late and they upset South Carolina in the women's tournament last year in the SEC tournament. And, uh, of course, State beats them. And Chelsea Dungy had a, a, as great as an SEC tournament than any player has ever had. And Mississippi State absolutely took her off her game last night, holding her to a season-low four points. Four points. Four points. Probably had more uncalled fouls against her than she had points. One of 13 from the floor, 0 of 4 from three-point line, 2 of 4 from the line, Pulls down just three rebounds, four points, zero assists, one turnover. Yeah, and it's not like she got in foul trouble. Mississippi State defensively just did a better job. And that was one of the things that I worried about is, you know, if we get in a shootout with them, probably not going to be able to win. And then we find out early on that Rakia Jackson might not even play. And you go out there and you put the clamps on the defensively and you actually do want a bit of a shootout. And listen, to give them credit, listen, they're they're very good on the perimeter. That Amber Ramirez, I, I don't know why we continued to let her get open out there in the corner, but we did. She did not attempt a single shot inside the three-point line. She goes 6 of 10 for 18 points. And then Alexis Tolfrey just absolutely has a one of the better games of her career, 30 points. And uh, those of you that know her and Jordan Danbury, lifelong friends, and uh, saw some pictures. I think Ben Portnoy shared. I was not at the game. There is illness in the house of Robertson, so I, I needed to stay home and kind of help out here. But Alex Tolfrey, Alexis Tolfrey is in the crowd kind of watching the Jordan Danbury, uh, you know, senior day celebration, which is really, really cool. But it's also nice that uh, – she got to do it 
after a Mississippi State win and Jordan Danbury, her final game in the regular season, because we believe there's more basketball to be played on the women's side in Humphrey Coliseum this year. To be honest with you, we don't want any more men's basketball this year at Mississippi State. And it's not that we don't want to keep playing. It's just that we want to be in the NCAA tournament. We don't want to host an NIT game here. We want to host NCAA women's games here and then hopefully travel to a neutral side to watch the men play. But I really felt, too, this Arkansas game, too, that, uh, you know, when State made the run to kind of put them away, you know, and, and I, I'm always one that's uh, very critical of officiating, especially on the women's side. And as I, as I mention to people all the time, too, don't the women deserve better? You know, you want the popularity of the game to continue to spread. Don't the women deserve to have better officiating? I think they do. I don't think you can say, well, you know, let's just, you know, just Steve, we were, it's just women's basketball. I, I don't feel that way. I think the women's game deserves to have credible officials. And uh, I don't know that that's always the case. And I really thought late in the game, even when it was ultimately decided that Mississippi State had won the game, that the officiating kind of kept Arkansas in the game. It's a 92 to 83 game. And really, I think State is on a neutral floor with good officiating. I think State's a lot better than Arkansas. I love what Vic Schaefer was doing early on, kind of attacking them from the perimeter and isolating Jessica Carter down low because they simply had no match for her. Jessica Carter, 9 of 12 from the floor, makes all three of her free throws, plays 38 minutes, and commits just two fouls. Jessica is learning to play without fouling. 11 rebounds, 21 points. Even had an assist. Had a couple of bad turnovers, and that was the thing for a while there. We were turning the ball over, kind of keeping them in the game ourselves. Chloe Bibby, nice night for her, too. Really thought she did a good job moving without the basketball because of the fact that the Arkansas was being so aggressive defending on the perimeter. Bibby, one of the better games she's had in a while. Five of eight from the floor, knocks down one of four threes, pulls down six rebounds, scores 11 points. Has had a couple of assists and a steal. Maya Taylor, I thought, was a little bit up and down last night. And the box score kind of shows that. One of two from the floor. Made one free throw. Pulls down three rebounds. Uh, commits a foul. Is fouled and makes three points. And then has seven assists and three turnovers. And I really thought that there was some times there where she was on the verge of really making a big play. And it seemed like we were just kind of maybe a little step late getting there. And there were a couple times, too, that I thought she was fouled. One time she was completely run over. And there was no, no, no foul called. Uh, but Aliyah uh, Mataru starts in place of Rakia Jackson, gets her first college start, plays 38 minutes as much as anybody from Mississippi State. 7 of 14 from the floor, 4 of 9 from the three-point line, didn't get to the line, 7 rebounds, 3 fouls, 18 points, 4 assists, 2 turnovers. The difference in the game, I thought. I think it's one of those things, too, when you look at your scout, you're preparing for Rakia Jackson, and you see a freshman come out there, you might relax a little bit if you're Arkansas. That was absolutely the wrong thing to do. Jordan Danbury, 7-11 from the floor, 5-6 in the line, pulls down a couple rebounds, commits one foul, scores 19 points, had five assists, did have six turnovers, and I think a lot of it was just because she was trying a little bit too hard to do something. Had the one steal. Andy Espinoza. Really nice night for her coming off the bench. And you know what? If we're going to make a deep run in this tournament, Chloe Bibby and Andy Espinosa are going to have to be a big part of that. 
and 23 minutes played, five of nine from the floor, makes one three out of five, makes a couple free throws, pulls down a couple of boards, uh, commits a couple of fouls, 13 points, three assists. I thought she played really clean last night. I, I thought there was an urgency with her that we haven't seen recently, and it's tournament time, so we kind of need that from her. You know, Rakia Jackson guts it out, plays a little bit, so this under 17 minutes, seven points, and she clearly wasn't herself. But how good is it that we can play and beat an SEC team that is headed for the NCAA tournament and win without her? And, and it, it's, you know, we win by nine, I guess, but Mississippi State really kind of took their eye out of the ball late. State could have easily scored 100 points in this game. Mississippi State held a 21-point lead halfway through the third period. Big very easily could have put the game away then. And, and uh, for all intents and purposes, he did. In that third quarter, Mississippi State outscores them 26-15. to 15. Arkansas got the better state in the fourth quarter because they had that mad dash there at the end, you know, and they had some help from the officials getting to the line. I mean, it's, it, we, we talk about it, but it's, you know, it's almost like a broken record. It's like death and taxes. You can't stop it. You know it's coming. Bad fish shit in women's games. So Arkansas drops 21-7, and 9-6 and six in the league. So how does this impact the seeding, Steve? Well, I'm so glad you asked. The SEC women's tournament for the, at the top is almost set. Almost set. As, as you guys know, South Carolina clinches the regular season SEC championship uh, last week, and now the number one seed with change. I mean, I mean, really, let's be honest. South Carolina was the best team in the conference this year, without question. 15-0 in the league. People expect, predict, predicted to win. State was picked third, A&M picked second. That flip-flops. State with now a two-game lead over A&M with a game to play. So State has clinched the number two spot in the SEC Women's Tournament. A&M, Kentucky, right there. Tied at 10-5. So if the tournament started today, which it doesn't, but if the tournament started today, let's just say the chalk holds. Your top four seeds, you get the double bye. Don't play again until next Friday. So South Carolina, Mississippi State, A&M, Kentucky, they've got the early part of the tournament off. And then you've got Arkansas, LSU, Tennessee, all log jammed right there at 9-6. and six. And then Alabama, kind of a resurgent Alabama team. Now 17-11, back-to-back wins over top 15 teams. Then there's Georgia, who, who really, you know, Georgia, they're capable of going on a run in this tournament. And then there's Florida. And, and Scott Strickland, you're going to have to explain to me why, South, why, why Florida continues to be so bad in women's basketball. Make doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense whatsoever, considering the facilities they have, the recruiting base they have, and it's Florida. That's the thing that I always tell everybody is what's Florida recruits itself. Well, apparently not in women's basketball. And it's not like you're competing against a bunch of national powers down there to recruit against. I mean, the state of Florida should be the University of Florida. Florida State, Miami, it's not like you've got a, you know, a dominant program down there that's just eating up all the in-state talent. It doesn't make any sense that Florida is consistently this bad. But once you get to Florida, that's the last winning team in the conference. Missouri, without Sophie Cunningham, 5-10 in the league and 8-20 and overall. Auburn, who's given state absolute fits, as you guys know, 
four and eleven in the league and ten and sixteen overall. I don't know that I want to see them again, to be honest with you. I don't want to see them again. And it's not because they're a great team, it's just a bad matchup for us. Vanderbilt three and twelve, thirteen and fifteen. Vanderbilt has been down for a while now. And and every yet to think too people are like, well, you know, they've made the change here. They're gonna get this thing turned around. I, I'm not confident in that. And I'm sure Vanderbilt looks around every day and says, man, thank God for Ole Miss. Ole Miss 0-15 in the SEC and 7-21. and Overall, they will be 7-22 and come Sunday afternoon and 0-16 in the league. And then people say, well, you know, they've had injuries and they've had this. Remember, this is a program where coaches took online courses for signees to try to get a leg up in the SEC. That's documented. And remember, it was just women's basketball and track. And so you begin to look at this and you say, well, you know, but they've got that great recruiting class. And that's the thing about basketball is you have a good class and you can kind of get some life, but uh, they're digging out of a pretty deep hole. It's, one, it's, it's insane to think about how deep this hole has been consistently, you know, you know, for Ole Miss. And that's the thing, too, that maybe makes it the, the ride for Mississippi State better. You know, it's one of those things where we say, well, you know, I don't really think about Ole Miss until we play them. But we're getting ready to play them on Thursday, so maybe it's okay if, for you guys if we talk about it. But it's like that whole thing in football in 2014. People are like, man, wasn't it so great? We were doing good and Ole Miss was doing good. No, no, it wasn't. No, no. No, it wasn't that, that I, I take no no joy in any of that, especially since they beat us in 2014. So State has been at the top of the league and Ole Miss has been at the bottom. To me, that makes it better. I don't need Ole Miss to be good, to, to feel good about Mississippi State's accomplishments. In fact, I, I kind of enjoy it when State's doing really well and Ole Miss isn't. That's just me. But uh, it is what it is. And so Mississippi State... Well, now head to Greenville, South Carolina now, certain that they won't play until Friday. I, I, it was not a foregone conclusion, but this was the expectation all along. The state would finish in the top four, and uh, and we've done that. And so now we'll go uh, – we've had our senior day. Now we'll go ruin all misses. Let's remind you guys, too, I have made the switch. I am now a Hawthorne guy, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, Hawthorne.co. You know, I'm one of those guys, too, that, uh, you know, growing up in South Mississippi and that sort of stuff, I, I never had anybody to say, hey, hey, listen, here's how you go back along. And so I ran it all as a kid, right? I had the British Sterling, I had Chaps, I had whatever was on TV or Old Spice, whatever, whatever your know, dad bought or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things where nobody ever tells you. And so there are a lot of people walking around today wearing cologne that doesn't really fit. And so go to hawthorne.co and take the quiz. Very, very easy to do. It's only a few questions. You take the quiz. You put your preferences in. They will match you up with products that fit your preferences. And then you order it, and they'll ship them to you. You can set up replenishment shipments, or you can just do one-time thing and check it out. But I'm telling you, once you try these products, you're going to want them regularly. It's going to become part of your regular life. I have it all. I got the body wash. I got the, the shampoo, the conditioner, the lotion, the deodorant, everything. Love it. It is a symphony of scents. By being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that will save you a little money, a little incentive to give them an opportunity to serve you. 
promo code Boneyard, B-O-N-E-Y-R-D, and save 10% off your first order. At the very least, get the cologne. I'm telling you, it is the best, manliest smelling cologne that I have ever had. And I am very confident when I put it on a walk out there. There's a lot of times, you know, when you leave, you think, hey, do I look good? Do I smell good? Whatever. I want to tell you, you can take this off your list of things to be anxious about. That cologne is outstanding. The work scent and the play scent, you're going to love it. Again, that's Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, promo code Boneyard. So uh, let's get into men's basketball. We still have a lot to play for, obviously. A lot to play for. We're going to take on Missouri tomorrow, and Missouri has been better as of late, and I think this is, again, one of those games where Mississippi State knows what's at stake. We have played our way into contention. We are still on the bubble. It's like we win the ball game against Alabama, and I've read this, and people said, hey, well, we're back in the tournament. No, not yet. We're not there yet. To be honest with you, we might have to win these last three. But we certainly can't afford to lose this one. Missouri is playing better, even though the numbers and the net and that stuff don't really help you. It's interesting, speaking of the net, I saw uh, Frank Martin's comments the other day where they go and beat Tennessee, I guess it was. And so they both, South Carolina wins the game and both of them drop in the net. I mean, how is that possible? I, I, I agree with him. How is that possible? How do you win a game and both of you lose ground? <laughs> it's like it just doesn't make any sense. So Mizzou is 14 and 14 and 6 and 9 in the league. They have been much better at home as of late, and that's the thing that we're looking at. You know, Missouri has gotten better. They are an improved team and uh, have won three of their last four games and their last three games at home. Let's go back a little bit and just take a look here. You know, they uh, they beat Arkansas at their place, and that's a team that's you know kind of comparable to Mississippi State resume-wise. Then they beat Auburn, who was the number two team in the SEC in Columbia, and then they beat Ole Miss 71-68. And when that's when Ole Miss is playing pretty well. And now they'll host uh, Mississippi State. So they have won three of the last four. I mentioned the home games. They, uh, they lose on the road at Arkansas. So they don't have a lot to play for, but they're just trying to play their best basketball and, and hopefully extend their season and maybe get into the NIT somewhere. I think those odds are pretty long. But you may recall we went up there and played them, and that was the Lamar Peters deal. Remember that? It's like, we, you know, we should have won the game, and, and uh, the referee made a bad call. I know that's that's shocking development that, that an official that's assigned to an SEC game would make a bad call. But uh, we got to go win a ball game. And uh, Mizzou, again, much, much more difficult to play at home. They're going to play two of the last three games at home with a road trip to Oxford in the middle of all that. Uh, we don't really care what happens to them after we beat them. We'd love for them to beat Ole Miss, however. But we need to find a way to go in a ball game here. And so Mizzou, when you begin to look at this thing, Drew Smith, number 12. That's a name to remember. The only player on the roster to start all 28 games. The only one. 6'3", 203 guard, redshirt junior out of Evans, Indiana. Has played well. Just looking at the last few ball games here, he had 20 against LSU, 28 against Auburn, and those are two teams that are certainly in the NCAA tournament. 
puts up 17 against Ole Miss, then against Arkansas, and then it's nine against Vanderbilt. But he is a guy that's playing his best basketball of the year right now. Leads them in scoring. Will be interesting to see how Mississippi State defenses him. This is a guy playing 32 minutes a game, almost 33, and averaging 12.5 points per game. They got three guys in double digits. Xavier Pinson, Mark Smith, they kind of added a team there. But this is a team a lot of people were, were projecting to be bad, and they have improved as they have gone on. And, and, you know, there are a lot of people when you look at it and say, well, you get in the conference play and it's just not the same. You know, guys like Drew Smith have actually elevated their game. Xavier Pinson also elevating his game. He's averaging more in SEC play than he was in non-conference play. Very, very guard-oriented scheme. They're going to try to get to the rack, get to the line. Mississippi State's going to have to defend without fouling. It's just part of the deal. There are no easy games this time of year because everybody's fighting for something. Either you're fighting to get into the tournament, you're fighting for positioning in the conference tournament, or you're a young guy fighting for a position next year. Maybe you're on a bad team, but you're competing to try to impress a coach to know that, you know what, coach, next year I need to be out there. There's very few teams in this league that will quit on you. Just kind of how life works. That's a neighborhood in which we live. But I'm eager to see this ball game. This, this, uh, I, to be honest with you, this is the one that a lot of people are looking at and saying, "Well, of the three games remaining, this should be the easiest one." I, yeah, I don't know that I agree with that. I, I think going to South Carolina is going to be tough because they're fighting to, to position themselves for an NCAA tournament run as well. You know, and then you got the rivalry game with Ole Miss, and I, I don't think you can sleepwalk up to Missouri. I think they're they're very much capable of beating Mississippi State. And, and not to mention, and I said this in some earlier shows, don't forget the fact that we absolutely embarrassed them at their place, at our place. Without a doubt, probably the best that we have played as a team this year was in that ball game against Mizzou. I mean, we absolutely took them behind the woodshed, and, and that's when State had to have some wins. You remember, that's the first SEC win of the year. We lost three consecutive games to open the SEC schedule. And we beat Missouri 72-45. to 45. And it could have and probably should have been worse than that. It was 40-20 at the break. And then we kind of took the air out of basketball late because Ben Howland's a bit of a gentleman. I would not want to, to embarrass anybody. But that was one of those games you look at. True Smith, they're leading the scorer. We held him to two points. That won't happen this time. That won't happen. Playing better basketball now. 31 minutes and attempted just five shots, made one. Just really wasn't active. It was one of those things we come out, punch them in the mouth, they couldn't stop us. And I don't know that they've got an inside presence to really compete with us. That's probably where this ball game has to go. You know, Reggie Perry put up 23 points and 10 rebounds in that game. Nick Wetterspoon had a good game, one of his first games, you know, back. Really when things kind of began to settle for him. Tyson Carter had 15. So that's kind of where that, that, that stands. you know. But again, don't ever, ever underestimate the revenge factor in games like this, especially when you're going on the road. I am sure that is something that has been burning in the back of their minds for some time. I'm sure they're looking forward to seeing Mississippi State. Not that we should be scared of them, but we should certainly be understand that this is going to be a ball game that they're, they're going to be up for. 
State currently fifth in the SEC. Had a chance to move into fourth had LSU and Florida gone a little bit differently. Didn't work out the way we hoped. So we're a game behind each of those teams with three to play. State has the opportunity to play their way into the top four. And as I said on Wednesday's show, I don't know if that actually helps our NCAA resume. Because if we, yes, it would give us an opportunity for a quality win, but I think maybe, maybe we need to play a little bit. I think we need all the wins we can get at this point to kind of pad the resume a little bit. Because we're not in. There's nobody at this point right now that I consider credible that has Mississippi State in the field. We'll see how it all works out. But that's, uh, again, State right in the thick of things, 18-10 and 10 overall. We're 13-2 and two at home, 3-6 and six on the road, 9-6 and six in the league. The thing that I keep thinking about is if you get to 20-plus wins and you get to, you know, 12-6 and six in a conference, I don't know that they can keep you out. I think that gets you in. I think anything less than that, it's I think it's really, really a, a crapshoot. And even with that, you know, 21 and 10, 12 and 6 in the league, I think being 12 and 6 might get you in the top four. But either way, to win, you know, over 60% of your conference games and then and then having beaten Florida gives you a quality one win, a quadrant one win. That's helpful. But the bottom line is you just gotta keep winning. And you can't win out without winning this weekend. I think that of all the games that we're going to play, this is the one you can ill afford to lose. I want to remind you guys, too, we have uh, grabbed a new sponsor. Many folks are kind of hesitant to go to the doctor because it's such a, it's a process. It is. I've read recently that uh, there are a lot of people out there in major cities that uh, you can't get a doctor's appointment in four weeks, like 21, 29 days is the average wait time to get an appointment in a major U.S. city. And if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you don't want to wait a month. Maybe you've got a date night coming up. Maybe you've got an anniversary coming up. You want to spend some time romancing your wife. Our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your very own state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Grab your phone or your computer and complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If a doctor decides that treatment's right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you within free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or simply want to adjust your treatment. With Roman, there are no commitments. You can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com forward slash boneyard. Again, that's getroman.com forward slash boneyard for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. There's no point in waiting and suffering in silence. I know it can be an uncomfortable situation where perhaps you don't even want to talk to your, your own physician about it. You can remove all that anxiety just by visiting the folks at getroman.com. And again, that's forward slash boneyard to activate your free offer to get the free visit and free two-day shipping. Getroman.com. So Mississippi State baseball out west, already out there. They arrived yesterday, left at 5 a.m. to make the flight out there. Already had some practice, already acclimating to probably some warmer weather. Long Beach State is a team that is playing very well. They swept number 17, previous number 17, Wake Forest, last weekend. 
that's a pretty loud statement from Long Beach because they're a proud program and they've been down for a couple of years. They haven't been, you know, kind of what they had hoped to be or expected to be. But they, a big sweep last weekend. And, and I'm sure there are a lot of people, you know, Wake Forest probably said, well, you know, we'll go on out there. Long Beach isn't what they have been. And they got spanked. Absolutely spanked. So I think that's good for Chris Amonis because it gives him the opportunity to keep our guys focused and say, you know what, this team is capable of beating you. Long Beach State last year, for those of you that don't know, went 14-41 and 41 on the year. And a lot of people, longtime baseball fans, say, you know what, Steve, this Long Beach State team has been really good for many years. And so when they we put them on a schedule, it automatically gets your attention. You're thinking, wow, the dirtbags, man, how great is it to be able to go out there and play those guys? And then you begin to look at their schedule and realize that, you know what, it's been a few years since they have really done anything substantial in baseball. But this is a team that recruits exceptionally well. Last winning season for Long Beach State was 2017. They got 42 and 20 and 1 overall that year, and uh, don't make the, uh, the the tournament. 18 was a losing season. 19 was a losing season. But this team clearly is better than what they've had in recent years. I think it's good, uh, you know, Chris Lamontis to, to put a team like this on the schedule. And for those of you that are curious, the last time that they were in a, in a regional was back in uh, 16. That's the year that John Cohen was our coach, and we won the SEC. They went down and played in the Coral Gables regional, and they beat FAU, lose to Miami. They eliminate FAU, and then they lose to Miami. And so, but it's, so it's been a while. But again, this is a team that, uh, you know, listen, and their conference is very, very good. This is a team that is accustomed to winning. And last year was kind of an anomaly because of the fact that uh, they're generally not a doormat to anybody. Playing the Big West Conference, and you're going to be able to watch the games for free. They'll be streaming online for free through the Big West. So be looking for that on social media. Or you can always go to Long Beach State website and Hell State will probably have a, a redirect there too but you'll be able to watch all three games online for free very grateful to the folks in the Big West for making that available to us because we love our baseball here at Mississippi State I mentioned how bad they were last year six and two right now they take two of three from Cal in the opening weekend then they lose to Washington and they have not left their home park so far they sweep Lake Forest. They beat San Diego 10-3 in a midweek game. And, uh, of course, they'll have us there for uh, the three-game set. Mississippi State going to run the same rotation as we have the last weekend, and that's uh, uh, Carlton Kessler. It's going to be the starter tonight. At least that's he's the announced starter. And then Christian McLeod on Saturday, Eric Sarantola on Sunday. Have a chance to speak with Eric. I'll run that feature uh, later today. It's a guy that's excited to be, you know, have a spot again on a weekend. This is where everybody expected. Now, Long Beach is going to do it a little different, and they've got some guys pitching well for them. They're going to run Adam Simonaris out there on Friday. 
He had six shutout innings with 11 strikeouts against Cal and was the national pitcher of the week back in week one. Alfredo, pardon me, pardon me, I'm, I'm misreading that. That's Alfredo Ruiz, who was the national pitcher of the week. In his appearance against Cal, he had seven scoreless and ten strikeouts and allowing just two hits. So Adam Seminaris with six shutout innings and 11 against Cal. And then Alfredo Ruiz with a big showing against Cal. And then freshman Luis Ramirez, a pitch on Sunday, really shut down Wake Forest. According to the notes, he retired the final 17 batters that he faced, struck out 12 in seven innings. Became the first Dirtbags freshman to strike out 12 in a game since Jared Weaver in 2002. So looking at some numbers here, leading hitter on the team is Connor Cox. That's a different, I've never seen that pronunciation, K-O-K-X, that spelling. Or Cox, I think it's got to be Cox. Batting 474. Uh, Leonard Jones, 333. He's played in seven games. Uh, they are they look to be a punch and judy team. They just got two home runs on the season and have only allowed two home runs this year. Not a lot of extra base hits, just the one triple, two home runs. So again, it's like one of these uh, death by a thousand paper cuts type thing. We're going to have to go out there and play good defense. But it doesn't look like they're a team that hits for a lot of power. Uh, Calvin Estrada has 11 hits to heed the team, lead the team, 34 bats. He's also scored seven runs. I'm, I'm eager to see what we're going to do because it's the first time kind of away from Dirty Noble Field. And as you guys know, these last three games, we have not played our best baseball. We, we didn't play well against Oregon State on Sunday. And it's a thing to just, well, you know, we won the series. It's not enough to win the series. It's one thing to get beat. When you've got a team like that that you're capable of taking a sweep from, you need to do it. To their credit, Oregon State pitched us a little bit different on Sundays. Did a good job. It is what it is. And then we go out and have that just debacle on Tuesday and bounce back on Wednesday. And we win the ball game, but we didn't swing it exceptionally well. And it's one of those things, too, when you're used to facing, you know, 90-95, and all of a sudden you've got a guy throwing in the 70s, there's an adjustment to be made there. We did not make the adjustment. We were a little bit better on Wednesday. I thought Jordan Westberg had several quality bats on the day. Justin Foscue doing a good job kind of staying back. Because what happens when you see that kid up there just kind of looping it in there, you, you want to jump out there and you get on your front foot and mechanics break down and you start hitting ground balls and pop-ups. So... I, I suspect that we will see a much better approach to play. At least I hope so. But again, this is, you know, we need to go out there and win this series just because of the fact that I think we need to kind of gain some confidence. And I think the fact that they took those that series from Wake Forest last weekend, they will have our full attention. Looking at some pitching numbers here, just to give you guys an idea of what to expect. Alfredo Ruiz, I mentioned him. He was the national Pitcher of the week back in week one. Two appearances, two starts, 2-0 two and o with a 0.00 ERA, 14 innings pitch, allowed just four hits. 14 Ks against three walks. That guy's getting it done. Opponents are hitting .089 against him. And again, that's against Cal and Wake Forest. It's not like the uh, Louisiana School for Math and Sciences. 
Luis Ramirez, 3.97 ERA with a 1-0 record. Two appearances, two starts. 11 innings pitched. Allowed a hit per inning. Allowed seven runs. Five of them earned. 15 Ks against just two walks. Adam Seminaris, no record on the year. Appeared in two games, had one start. Has not allowed an earned run. Has not allowed an earned run. Seven minutes pitch, 12 strikeouts. Tyler Gums is a guy that uh, has pitched well for them. ERA of 1.04, 2-0 on the year. Four appearances, one start, three others in relief. 8.2, two-thirds of an inning, five hits, three runs, one earned. A couple walks, seven strikeouts. So they're not walking a lot of people, and they're striking out a lot. And so as a team, they've struck out 81 hitters and walked just 18. That'll flat out get it done. They're not giving you a whole lot. They're making you swing the bat. And that's what Mississippi State wants to do. I know what's at stake here. I expect us to go out there and win the series. I do. I think being away from start will might be good for us, getting some warmer weather. And wonder something about being on the road sometimes too, especially in baseball. It's a little different with baseball. I think you, you kind of build that esprit de corps because you take the trip, you understand it's a business trip, and you go out there and the team gets a little closer. And this is a group that's already very, very close. And so I think some of those younger guys, for the first time, they'll kind of get away and uh, have an opportunity to play. You know, I wouldn't say it's a hostile environment because I don't think that's really the case. But um, one of those deals where you look at it and say, this this road trip could be good kind of unifying the squad. I think those things are important. I think when you have a chance to get out there and kind of get away, you get away, listen, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but you get away from the girlfriends you get away from your professors. You get away from your friends. You kind of get out there and just kind of focus on your team. It can be a big thing. Just an interesting note here, too. Uh, Wake Forest and uh, Long Beach State last Friday played before 1,115 fans. 1,115. So it'll be a little different, you know, a little different than what we're used to. We have more than that for a midweek game, you know, Saturday, other 1,062 fans. You know, so it's not going to be the same crowds that that, uh, that we're used to. And maybe that's a good thing because it's not like going to Bomb Stadium. I mentioned it again earlier, not a top three stadium in the SEC, but certainly a top three atmosphere in the SEC. Those fans out there get at you. And that's one of the things that I, my son and I were talking about this recently. As much as I love going to ball games at Duty Noble, there are times that our crowd kind of sits on their hands a little bit. But at Arkansas, they hang on every pitch. And so I give them some credit for that. And listen, when, when the team needs you, I mean, you guys are always on your feet. I mean, it's what happened last year against Stanford is like something I've never seen before. But going on the road, you're not. this is not going to be a situation where State's going to go in there and, you know, they're going to be rooting against us, obviously, but it's not going to be the, the hostility that perhaps you see in the Southeastern Conference. Remind you guys, too, Campus Bookmart, a longtime sponsor of this show and a longtime contributor to the greater Starkville community and the Mississippi State family. Go by and see Stand Man, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie, who gets lovelier by the day, and get yourself outfitted in the latest in Maroon and White fashions. There are so many great things you can outfit your home, your RV, your pet, your office, anything you want, your vehicle, whatever you need to do. You can take care of that. 
right there at Campus Bookmart. And if you can't make it to town, visit them on the World Wide Web at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Barnyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays, and that is BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson, and that'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. Again, that's campusbookmart.net, promo code BSR. And Mom, let me speak on behalf of Dad and all the kids, especially Dad, because sometimes we're a little reluctant to, to go buy clothes for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times you have to do it. We want the maroon MOVRF stuff. We want the Mississippi State stuff. It's almost like having an, an extra birthday. When you go buy something special, and that's the thing, sometimes we'll get caught up in the this, this cycle. Like, well, you know, I just got something for Valentine's Day, and Father's Day's coming up, and anniversary's coming up, and birthday, or whatever, and it's Christmas. There's nothing like just a random Friday when we're getting ready to pack the car to go to Starkville to watch a ball game, and all of a sudden, Mom comes out there. But listen, I, I wanted to make it a special trip, guys. Here's a new shirt for everybody. If you can't make it to town to buy it in person, go ahead and order it to Prize of Family, campusbookmark.net. So, uh, again, a lot to root for this weekend. Really, really excited to see what this baseball team does. I am expecting a bounce-back weekend. I expect the Mississippi State women's team to go to Oxford and, and handle business and then be able to rest up and get ready for next week's trip to Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, to me, the centerpiece of the weekend, the game that probably means the most long-term for Mississippi State Athletics is what happens at Columbia, Missouri with this Mississippi State men's team. We need Reggie Perry to have a big game. We need Robert Woodard to have a big game. Defensively, we need the guards to play well. And so that's what we're kind of looking for, and that's what we're excited about. We, again, I'm not going to belabor the point. We shouldn't be in a situation, but we are. But we control our own destiny now. We have an opportunity now to play our way in to everything that we want. Everything is still on the table. Everything that Mississippi State fans expected of this team is still available. Still got a chance to finish the top half of the league. Still got a chance to get to the NCAA tournament. Still got a chance to uh, to play well and advance and then earn our first win in the tournament over a decade. I have been as frustrated as many as you as as many of you have been this year. I believe that we are underachieving. But all of that said, a season is best judged in its entirety. So all's well that ends well. We can't change what's happened, but we can write a happy ending. The bottom line is Mississippi State is capable of going on a run here late, making some great things happen. I've had a few people from time to time that have uh, messaged me and said, you know what, Steve? You don't give the softball team enough love. And maybe I don't. They will be in town playing the Alex Wilcox Memorial Tournament. It's called the Snowman. And it's like we play 100 games in a weekend, it seems. But we're going to play five games this weekend. We're going to play UAB this evening at 7. And then tomorrow, the ladies will play UAB and Alcorn State. And then Sunday, we've got Alcorn State and UT Martin. UT Martin will stay over and play us on uh, Tuesday. And then we'll come back next weekend and we'll play the Bull Bulldog Slamboree. Bryant, Mississippi Valley, and Southeast Missouri State will be here. So we're going to play a lot of games here at home. And the ladies are playing pretty well. I mean, 13-3 and three right now overall. And a lot of people said when we made the change from Van Studeman to Coach Ricketts that uh, – 
and Rick is a rising star in our profession. We've got somebody right here in house that, that, that can turn this team into what we expect it to be, what we want it to be. And the early returns are very good. We'll have conference play coming up. Now, listen, we have had some really good non-conference schedules from time to time and competed and then got into conference play and, and not played as well as we'd hoped. We have played some pretty, you know, strong programs out there in Palm Springs, California, and then on conference to kind of season ourselves a little bit. So we're preparing for the SEC. I haven't made it out to a game. I plan to. I hope you do as well. Because once we get done with the Bulldog Slamboree, we're going to have Kentucky coming in here. That's the weekend, March 13th, 14th, 15th. It's going to be here before you know it. So the softball team doing well. Expectations are high. And maybe there's some teams out there in the SEC that says, well, it's just Mississippi State again. I think Sam Ricketts and, and Tyler Bratton bring an edge to this team. So we'll see what happens. But uh, wanted to make sure that we kind of give a tip of the cap to the softball ladies for as well as they're playing. One of the most, you know, greatest offensive teams probably in, in recent memory. That keeps you in every, game, in every game. So let's get out of here. And, again, we'll be back uh, Monday to recap all the action from the weekend. A reminder, everybody else out Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Side of softball is on the road this weekend. So there'll be a lot of TV watching, I'm sure. A lot of streaming of that baseball game out there. And it's a reminder, too, that's, that's through the Big West. And so that, that'll be on Long Beach State website. And I'm sure there will be a, a link from the Hell State. We'll, and we'll tweet it out, too. We'll do our best to keep, to keep you guys kind of informed and abreast of what's going on. Uh, so, and again, no update on JT again. That's people continue to ask, and there's really there's really no update. That's something that I'm sure the family will control uh, with all of that. And we absolutely wish JT the best. He is one of our own, as is his family. And so we wish them the absolute best, constantly in our thoughts and prayers, constantly thinking about JT again and his health and long uh, term long term success. But the bottom line is, we still got to go play baseball. And so uh, I know JT again still very much engaged with the team, wants the team to do well, and I can assure you nobody wants to be out there more than GT again. So we'll see what happens, and hopefully we'll have some news to share in the coming days. But uh, much like last year, it's it's one of those things where uh, it's kind of touch and go, and there are a lot of rumors out there. Many of them have been untrue. So when we bring you information, we want to bring you facts rather than opinion. So we absolutely wish them the best as we kind of move forward with all of these things. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live.